Podcasts are basically pre-recorded radio shows that people can listen to on their own schedule and pause, rewind, and fast forward. That is, most podcasts aren't a live, one-and-done show like radio shows used to be, and some still are. Most likely, you're listening to me through a podcast app because you don't want to be tied to a screen. You might be in your car, on a walk, cooking, or cleaning. So why are so many people encouraging podcasters to put their shows on shows on YouTube now? As a podcaster, do you really need to do the extra work of recording and editing video, then putting it on YouTube? That's what we're talking about today. Welcome back to Podcast Launchpad. I'm Kelly. One of the reasons you started your podcast was to expand your audience. In my experience, podcasting is a highly powerful way to reach a new and wider audience, especially compared to doing a blog, for several reasons. One of the biggest reasons is that you're reaching people who prefer to listen to content rather than read it or even watch it. Listeners don't have to be tethered to their screens to listen to your podcast. They can be driving, walking the dog, or doing household chores. This means that they are more likely to finish the entire episode. In fact, 80% of podcast listeners listen to 80% or more of the episode. Compare this to people spending just seconds scanning a blog or fast-forwarding through videos. With informational blogs and videos, they're often looking for specific information to solve a specific problem. So they rush through to find exactly what they're looking for. Since people are able to multitask while listening to a podcast, they tend to finish or almost finish the whole episode. So why would we want to expose our shows to video people who may end up fast forwarding through our episodes? I'll give you three reasons. First, more people are listening to podcasts on YouTube. According to a survey conducted by Morning Consult, 46% of active podcast listeners prefer to listen to podcasts with video compared to 42% who prefer to listen without video. The top two reasons people give for preferring to listen with video include wanting to see facial expressions and reactions from the hosts and guests, and because video helps them to better focus on the podcast. I find this fascinating. Now, at first, YouTube users were fine listening to the episodes with just a still image attached to it. That is, you could record audio only, then use video editing software to add a still image over the audio, export that as a video, upload the video to YouTube, and people would listen without seeing the host or the guest. But now that more podcasters are putting their episodes on YouTube, YouTube users expect actual video, as you can see from the ones in the survey saying that they want to see facial expressions. The second reason to put your episodes on YouTube is that Google owns YouTube. So Google readily highlights YouTube results in Google search engine results. 
I mentioned in episode 68 about how to name your podcast episodes that I did a search of a topic of one of my episodes. My episode came up in the top right corner of page one as a song. <laughs> then the YouTube video came up in the eighth position of page one. Google prioritizes videos since it owns YouTube. So if you've got your episodes on YouTube, there's a greater chance that your episodes will come up in Google's results. Third, YouTube is one of the four most popular search engines. These are Google, YouTube, Amazon, and TikTok. You can get in on, on an extra search engine when you're on YouTube. Now, if you follow my suggestions in episode 68 on naming your episodes, your episodes may start to show up in YouTube search engines. Now, I say may because YouTube is massive, as you know, much, much larger than the podcasting arena. As of 2022, there were more than 51 million YouTube channels and 500 hours of video are being uploaded every minute. So it's easy for your video to get lost in that crowded sea. But naming your episodes very clearly can really help them be discoverable. Remember to be clear over clever and include your guest's name when you have a guest. So here are some other tips for posting your podcast on YouTube. Create a playlist just for your podcast. Give the playlist the exact same name as your podcast. Add only regular episodes to your playlist. Now, this tip comes straight from YouTube. So that would mean not putting related YouTube shorts in that playlist. Personally, I don't put the episode number in my YouTube video title. I don't know what the best practice is here. I don't think anyone knows yet since this is still so new. I do not waste video title space by putting my podcast name in the title. If you decide to put your podcast name in the video title, I suggest putting it at the end. You want the episode title to be the first and prominent thing that people see. Write detailed informational show notes in the YouTube description. Put links in the description. And for YouTube, you have to write out the links. They can't be hidden in the text. So spell them out as in HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash and so on. I like to add a cover image thumbnail to my videos. Now, this is not necessary. YouTube will end up giving you four options from within your video as the thumbnail. The problem is that these images are random and they may not be very good. They could capture you mid-word with your mouth open or frowning. Now, if you create your own thumbnail, make it 20 by 80, uh, yeah, 28, 2080 by 720 pixels or 1920 by 1080 pixels so that it fits over the entire video. Now, let's back up to actually recording video. You could use Descript, Zoom, StreamYard, or anything that records video. To look your best in the video, it's ideal to have an external camera and a ring light. 
I currently use the Lumina camera and I've also used the Logitech Brio. Both are excellent. The Lumina adds some really cool functionality, such as being able to adjust the warmth, the hue, the blur, and a few other settings. Your background does not have to be fancy. People know that indie podcasters are recording at home, in a little office, or even in the bedroom. I record in my studio slash guest bedroom. One benefit of using the Lumina camera is that I can adjust it so that you can't see the corner of my bed. With the Logitech Brio, you can see the corner of the bed. With the Lumina, I can adjust the field of view to cut out the bed and a light switch. So I'm narrowing in on me. If I wanted to, if my room were bigger, I could go wider with the Lumina. Now, you don't absolutely have to use an external camera and ring light. If you want to start out with your computer camera and room lighting, that's fine. It's not ideal, but it's totally fine to start out. Don't let this stress you out. You may be wondering how to record solo episodes where you're reading a script. How do you do that without it being obvious that you're reading a script? Because your camera is at the top of the computer and your script is in the middle of the screen, right? Doesn't have to be. If you're watching this episode on my website or on YouTube, then you see that it pretty much looks like I'm looking at you right now. Well, I'm actually looking at my notes. I'll tell you my secret. I write my notes in Apple Notes. You can do it in any kind of document you want, as long as you can make the document super narrow. I make the Apple Note only as wide as my camera, the part that my notes are written in, not the whole Apple Note, if you're familiar with Apple Notes. Then I increase the text size so that I've got only five or six words per line. These two things minimize having to move my eyes across the whole document to read my notes. Now, I bring the note all the way up to the top of my screen and center it directly under the lens of my camera. Now, I scroll to the end of my notes and add enough returns so that I can scroll to the last line of the text so that I can scroll the last line of the text to the top of the screen when I get to the end of the notes. Okay, so what I'm doing is creating a human-controlled teleprompter. Now, yes, you can use an actual teleprompter, but I prefer controlling it myself like this because I like to adjust the speed myself. And when I make a mistake, I want to stop and go back a bit on my own. The teleprompters I've used in the past have been a bit temperamental. When I hit record, I bring my notes to the front I scroll as I talk, making sure not to let my eyes go down more than three lines lower than the top of the screen. That's why you'll need all that space, all those returns at the end of the document. Now, when I record an interview, I do the same thing when I have to re refer to my notes. Otherwise, I look at the camera or at the top of my computer screen just beneath the camera. I don't look at my guest. It's best for the viewer to see you looking at them, not at your guest. Now, should you doll yourself up to be on camera? Totally up to you. I do put on makeup and fix my hair. I don't necessarily do full makeup, but I do mascara and lipstick. 
since I found a lipstick that I adore, I've made it my signature lipstick, and it's pretty freaking bright. I tend to wear black t-shirts, though I've mixed things up in the past with black blouses, blue blouses, and one red blouse. The red one didn't work so well, I didn't think. I know someone who wears a red shirt every time they appear on camera and for their main photo that they share when they're a guest on other shows and their like official headshot. They're known for that red shirt and it really helps their brand. So you could pick something visual to be part of your brand, like a color you wear in all of your videos or a specific item you're known for. So a shirt, a lipstick, a hat. And if you are going to wear different outfits every time, don't worry about trying not to wear the same outfit for a few weeks in a row. It can be tough to keep track of when you're interviewing guests, especially if you're not sure when you'll be publishing their episodes. And viewers just don't care if they see you wearing the same thing in back-to-back -back videos. Now, what about editing video? I recommend Descript. You can use it for recording and editing, and it automatically creates a transcription. So you can edit the text instead of the waveform. Super easy. You'll probably need to clip the waveform sometimes, but mostly you'll just edit the text like you do in a word processor. So you edit the video and export as a video file, and then edit as an, I mean, then export as an audio file. So you're not editing twice, you're just editing once and exporting twice. And you do not have to be fancy with your editing. You can add a title card with your podcast name and the episode name on it and be done with it for the video. Now, let me say one more thing about an added benefit of recording video. Sharing video on social media is a great way to get more attention. You can take clips from your video and make reels or put the video into square posts. I use Canva and Headliner for this. Now, I also have podbrands.io do some of my reels. They do a much better job of it than I do. So check them out if you don't want to create your videograms or audiograms yourself. So even if you decide you don't want to post the entire video to YouTube, why not flip on the camera just to get some social media clips? That is it for today. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow so you don't miss a single episode. I'll see you next time on Podcast Launchpad. Mm -hmm.